You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to that Chelsea podcast, episode 46, Not Up for the Cup. Welcome back to Depression Season, episode 46 of that Chelsea podcast. I'm joined by Jack Davies. How are we doing, sir? Oh, mate, don't. Oh, I've been better. It's a terrible week for Chelsea. Back-to-back losses for the first time under two short ends. I think at the end of the day, we're just going to see on Tuesday what these players are really about because they haven't everything's been plain sailing so far on the whole so they've had a few setbacks and we'll see who the real leaders are in this team and who who yeah who's gonna take their game up a level and and start performing and picking up some results for us yeah um wow i didn't think in the space of one podcast we would go from the absolute highs and euphoria of last week to what we're experiencing right now, but uh, that's football for you. A roller coaster ride of emotions. We've got to start. We played Arsenal last week, well, midweek. Oh, man. We lost. It was 1 0. We were woeful. Yeah. It was pathetic, but stupidly, I thought, you know what? Well, well, you know, it's fine. We'll bounce back at the weekend. But before we get there, Arsenal Jack. Ugh, horrible. One of the most dull, insipid games of football to watch. And we've watched a lot of football. And for me, as one of those games, you know, you could tell we weren't going to score a goal. We could still be playing today and we wouldn't have scored. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that game just that game just went down to, in my opinion, that chance from Havertz, he's through on goal and he sticks that away. We win the game. 1-0, 2-0, whatever it may be. We win the game if he scores that and sticks that in. Um, so that game the other day was just a massive lesson for the boys you don't take your chances um 
they punish us from a, a dreadful mistake of our own. Um, and like you said, Nick, we just we couldn't score. We couldn't stick it in the back of the net. Hit the boat post a couple of times, and yeah, just just a all round crap game, really. Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of got to talk about it. Well, firstly, Tuchel made seven changes. He seemed surprised that he'd made that many himself when he was questioned before the game. But we draw that game nil-nil, in my opinion, if the error doesn't occur, because Arsenal weren't good. It's not even oh. like Arsenal played well. They were truly average as well. But <sighs> Jorginho, man, that pass. And look, I know Zuma, Zuma didn't do great in the build-up to it. Like Zuma could have you know, had different passes he could have took. And he slowed slowed the game down a lot, and there were you know different passes he didn't choose. But uh, Jorginho, a blind back pass towards goal, man! Like, come on! Mm. Like, yeah. what is he doing? Up. Yeah, it's a what are you doing moment. He, it's when you see the replay, it looks like he sort of looked up, but I don't know. Um, in my opinion, it's not that's not Kepa's fault. Yeah, he was to the side of his goal, but. You've got to look away before you play a pass, and he's pretty much almost stuck it in the back of his own net. Uh, Kepa done all right to keep out the first attempt, but then they've uh, cut the ball back and scuffed it uh, in off the post. And yeah, I mean that that just summed it up how that how that game was going to go from us from from there on in. Um, just yeah, nothing really nothing really good to report on that on that front. <laughs> No, purely scored, but it was miles offside. I don't know why the flag didn't go up at all. That was, as I said, we hit the post, we hit the bar twice in the same play. It was just one of those that was flat and it was annoying because all of a sudden our top four hopes, you know, while we're still in control of them, are now in, you know, some serious jeopardy given that Liverpool then went and won at United on Thursday, which really, really didn't help it was really it was just really really poor from us thankfully you know it was the last game without fans fingers crossed um but yeah it was oh, Arsenal's bound the fact we've lost asked the worst Arsenal side probably in, in our lifetime have done the double over us is uh yeah nothing short of embarrassing and pathetic really um but yeah again it does kind of say a bit about these players I don't want to be too harsh on them given what they've achieved this season I guess, but yeah, we'll, we'll I guess talk into him a bit more. Unless it was FA Cup final day, we knew Kepa was going to be starting. We'd actually predict we predicted ten of the eleven. The only one we got wrong was Ben Chilwell. Uh, Marcus Alonso started, and given how Chidi came on when he performed, that decision just looks so much more baffling yeah. to me. But Jack, it wasn't a great game. Like I don't think Leicester were particularly amazing. They just no. perhaps in a moment of the game where they were having the better of it, they took a chance and scored Tiedemans with a really, really good goal. Uh, first question, was it was it handball in the build-up? Because I, I, see, I see loads of different things. Like, for me, it wasn't handball. It hits his arm, it hits his um, leg, then goes on to his arm. But then again, but then I'm not sure on the laws because I've, I think the laws are different for a, for an attacking phase and a defending phase. I.e., if that was the defender, it's not a penalty. Yeah. But if the attacker, I mean, he should be penalised. But I mean, he gave one earlier on, didn't he, on Silva? And I'm pretty sure that was pretty much exactly the same. Come up off his leg onto his arm or something. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's 
sliding along the, along the ground and his arms just you know, I mean you can't really do much about where your arms go when you're sliding etc jumping um so I mean I don't know it's one of those it's given against you you have to take it on the chin and and uh go again and and just put it behind you because when that happened there was still loads of time for us to get back into that game so I don't yeah we can't pin it all on that on that uh goal and to be fair to Tielemans you have to say it's a brilliant strike from him yeah yeah it was a top top finish but unfortunately Chelsea didn't really seem to you know try and get back into the game until about the 85th minute well, all of a sudden we had a you know a flurry of chances Schmeichel with a brilliant save yeah. From Mason Mount, just wow. And then yeah. heartbreak, heartbreak, man. VAR, you've like, I wasn't, you know, we weren't lucky enough to be in the ground today, but watching at home, given how stressful that game was, when Chilwell scored, I went absolutely mental, shouting, screaming. It was crazy because we didn't, we didn't deserve anything from that game. And I thought, here we go, we've got it to 1 1, we've got it to extra time. And then VAR strikes, man. Like, what's the point in celebrating goals anymore? No, exactly. You see all the all the boys charging over to the corner flag, knee slides here and there. Um, for it to all just yeah be reviewed, for, reviewed, and then taken away, taken away from you. Uh, again, I think it's it's what it's like with modern technology, isn't it? It's, um, you can't argue with it now, really. Um, I know certain people having certain takes on the offside rule as a rule, um, which maybe they'll they'll take a look at um, before the start of next season. But it is what it is. It's just it is painful because I was exactly the same as you, straight up off the sofa, shouting at the TV. Mum's telling me to calm down, <laughs> and then and then next thing I'm getting even more angry because it's been disallowed. Um, yeah, and then just after that, you knew that that's game over. We're not getting another chance here. Yeah, that sinking, sinking feeling. We kind of got to discuss about it. I didn't really touch on, like, Arsenal, for me, the only positive of that game is Billy Gilmore, and he was subbed at half-time. Didn't get that from Tuchel, but it is what it is. He'd been pretty flawless up to then. Today, I thought, to be honest, the only positive was Reese for me. Like, I genuinely struggled to find positives. Kante was decent, I guess. Uh, Reese. You know, aside, but then again, he again being harsh on him, he's the one who gives the ball away for the Leicester goal. But he was probably the only one I could say had a really good performance, and he nullified Jamie Vardy. Obviously, he was actually playing sort of a right-sided centre back, not actually as a wing back, which was interesting. But I thought he was good. But oh, Jack, like it was just so poor. Two really poor performances, and it, and it pains me to say that I was kind of right about these players because I remember said on the pod weeks and weeks ago when things were going well, yeah, things are going well, but these players will let you down. And two big games, you know, we could have potentially had one, you know, we could have basically secured top four if we beat an Arsenal midweek. And we had a chance at winning a trophy today against the Leicester side, but a good Leicester side, but a side we should be beating. Two two big games and they've let us down. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you blame too many changes and things like that for the like past few games over the past week where he's made multiple changes. Uh, but you wouldn't say that against City when we when we beat them. So it's a difficult one. I just I just find it hard because that's another another final and we bottled it again. Um, 
again. And I was sat there saying to my dad, how many how many finals have, have we been losing in recent seasons? We were just going back. Obviously, this one we're losing. Well, we're going to lose um, the FA Cup last year. Should have won that against a poor, poor Arsenal team and bottled that. Um, League Cup under Sari. Uh, Super Cup under Frank as well. I know the, it's still a trophy, but uh, less so. Um, and then you see the thing after after the game where they've they've posted and said, "What was it? How many how many have we won?" Oh, it was like I think, I think I think it does include Community Shield. So take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I think yeah. it was we've lost eight of our last eleven finals. Yeah, I think yeah. a few of those are Community Shield. So I do kind of take that with a pinch of salt. But I still think the stat is pretty damning, and it is something like four yeah. out of our last six or five out of our last six finals we've lost. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the one we won is the Europa League, which, in in my opinion, yeah, if you're in it, you want to win it, don't you? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's a shit trophy. You don't yeah. want to be shouting about winning the Europa League because it's just full of farmers, farmers teams that you're playing on a Thursday night, travelling to Blumen, bait Borisov and teams like this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the last trophy that we properly won was that FA Cup under under uh, Conte for me really um, and yeah it's just it's difficult because you see all these all the young boys yeah it's been so good bringing them through but they need to win a trophy ASAP um, before social media hype gets onto them and starts calling our team bottle jobs we're going to be turning into Tottenham Hotspur at this rate um, so Got another chance of winning a trophy on the 29th against uh, <laughs> ridiculously good Man City team. So, oh god, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, might be time to try and refund my flight to Porto. <laughs> yeah, Jack went out on a whim just last week. Decided, fuck it, go go to Porto. Probably won't get a ticket, but you know, just be there for the experience. But um. Yeah, oh boy. And Jack, what what annoys me? It's le- less. It's not like we've lost to a team that are like winners themselves. We lost to Leicester. It's their first ever FA Cup win. Basically, none of their squad apart from Schmeichel and Vardy, and then I guess Albrighton were there when they won the title. So they yeah. haven't got winners in their team either. And you yeah. know, Brendan Rodgers. Okay, wow, he's won the domestic cups in Scotland. Wowee. But he's not exactly a you know a, a manager with great pedigree of winning the big trophies. It's not like we've lost to like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Leicester. If there's any like Leicester fans listening, like fair play, they were they deserved it today. They were they definitely were the better team, and they're doing really good things. But like the mentality, the mentality in this team is what really, really frustrates me. Because if you look, we've lost three of our last four FA Cup finals. Yeah. In the three semi-finals, we beat Spurs, yeah. who were better than the team we lost to in the final. We beat United last year, who were better than the team we lost to in the final. We beat City, in the, who were better than the team we lost to in the final this year. This is what I don't get. We can beat good teams. We can beat good teams. But when it comes to the final, for whatever reason, it just something just doesn't seem to go... Just Something doesn't seem to fit. Something goes wrong. Because we should have... We've, won, we've lost three of our last four FA Cup finals. And given who we've beaten on the way, we should have won four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you summed it up perfectly. I mean... That that's what the problem is at the end of the day. I think for the both of these last two games, they've gone in. We've gone into them thinking 
oh, we've won that. We've won it already before we've even started. Um, it was a perfect example of, of my team today. Absolutely terrible day for me. Had a cup game today, earlier today. We were 3-1 up at half-time and we go out in the second half and think we've won this already and we can see three goals in 45 minutes and lose 4-3. I think it's exactly the same as that. We've gone into that game, fans as well, fans as well, everyone was saying we've won it before we've even gone to it. And when you have that complacency, that's when things start to go wrong. And um, yeah, I agree. There's not many winners in that Leicester team, are there? But... For me, I think Brendan Rodgers is a top, top manager and I know he has been labelled as someone who bottled it when uh, he should have won the league with Liverpool, but he used to be at Chelsea and the boys that were in the youth team at the time used to say what a top, top coach he was and the best that they've played under. Um, So for him personally, I think today could potentially be something that does almost put him on a on a new pedestal and that he could be could be really successful because you see what Leicester are doing as a club, new training ground, unbelievable facilities. They recruit players so, so well. We've got to look at Kante, etc. Mares buy them so cheap. Flog them on, bring, out, bring through youth talent like the Luke Thomas playing today at 19, brought through Chile as well. So they could, they could be a, a big force in years to come. So, like you said earlier, I think you just they were better than us today, and that's that's the brunt of it, to be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't want to like. It's kind of natural for people to look for excuses and go, "Oh well, you know, Leicester's goal could it have been disallowed? Our goal, you know, with VAR wins the moment it leaves Silver's foot or whatever." But it, it's it's a loser's mentality looking for excuses. Those are like two moments in the game, but what were we doing other than that? We weren't good enough. No, like I said in the in the group chat to you and Louis, did we have a shot on target until the 87th minute? I don't remember at all, to be honest. We, yeah, no, I think we might have had what, an Alonso soft header at like the beginning of the second half. Then yeah. there's basically nothing till Chile, I think, hit the post or bar, uh, post yeah. or Schmeichel yeah. put it there. But it was all after we went 1-0 down. We started playing, actually trying to win it after we went 1-0 down, mm-hmm. which you can't do. No. It just wasn't... It just wasn't good enough, and I'm yeah. There's no there's no excuse to that because we should be beating Leicester, regardless of what the league table says. Mm-hmm. We should be beating Leicester. This team, there's still enough experience of, you know, like you know, some winners in this team, but it's just not good enough. And you know, there, I think there does have to come a point where we go, okay, how many of these players, as well as they've done under Tuchel, and as well as they've got from you know getting us into a top four position, how many of these players are actually good enough to win us the big trophies? I'm, and look, I'm not going to, and if there's any people who are listening who are like huge fans of Jorginho here, this isn't me dig, having a dig at him. I don't think he was good today, but this is just, I'm not, you know, since Jorginho's come, we have played, we have lost a League Cup final, we have lost a Super Cup final, we've lost two FA Cup finals. The one trophy we have won is a Europa League. That's one win in five finals since he's joined. I'm not saying it's just coincident with him joining. That's just one example of the players we've signed since joining us and he has been here sort of since, you know, I get as Jack's all mentioned, our last, you know, proper trophy. I know people go, well, the Europa League is a bigger tro- big trophy, but for me, the FA Cup is a bigger trophy than the Europa League. It just is. Mm. The FA Cup was a trophy I grew up 
watching Chelsea play. And when I was younger, the FA Cup was the first game, Chelsea game I actually ever got to see live in the flesh at Stamford Bridge. The FA Cup is a special trophy for me, is a special trophy for Jackie, is a special trophy for so many Chelsea fans. And the FA Cup is a big, you know, a big trophy. And for me, it's bigger than the Europa League because top teams don't play in the Europa League. It's simple. Top teams play in the FA Cup, top teams don't play in the Europa League. So the FA Cup is a bigger prize for me and Europa League. And look, this isn't me ding the Georgian because I could probably point, bring the same stats for someone like Tony Rudiger as well, who's probably played in, you know, maybe he's he's won an FA Cup with us before, so maybe his record is something like two in six or something. But a lot of these players and more experienced players who we've got in our squad have played, you know, have played in France for us, don't have a great record in them. And you you look today, where was what was where was Timo Werner today? I don't want to be, you know, too harsh. Where was where was he today? Where was Hakim Ziyech today? Our experienced players. Where were they? Where, where, you know, God, I sound like Didi here. Where, where are you? But no, but like, where were they? Event. I didn't. And look, I didn't think Mason Mount was great today. I thought Mason Mount was quite poor by his standards. But he was the one who was actually who created something out of nothing. Who was still giving us hope that we could get an equaliser. He nearly equalises himself. Ben Chilwell coming off the bench for Marcus Alonso has a positive impact. You know, nearly scores and then he thinks he has scored. Is the, I actually think the young players in this team aren't the issue. Mm. It's the experienced players around them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, how Chile did not start that game just is completely beyond me. I... Especially, as he said, this was such a big game for him before. And you've seen yeah. the build-up to it. This exactly. is such a big game for him. And this is what's really going to really gonna piss me off. Is if it's because he played against Arsenal on Wednesday... Was it Wednesday we played? It's really going to annoy me if they go, he didn't play because the top the game against Leicester in the battle for top four is bigger than the FA Cup. That's act, that is really, really going to annoy me because what we get top four in the Champions League next season, oh, wowee, well done, it's good, for, it's good for revenue and I guess, you know, we can sign some players. But who remembers a top four finish? Who remembers a top four finish? I know it's, it's easy to say this in hindsight now, um, but I was thinking... If if you're in the Champions League, you want you need to go and win it. The, what's yeah. the point in getting a top four finish and going out in the round of sixteen every season like we have been? There's no point. You, do you know what I mean? It's just a waste of time. So I I was thinking I'd rather hundred percent rather win today, win a trophy, and lose to them on on Tuesday. And yep. yeah, we we might struggle to get top four, but then we got a Champions League to go and try and try and win as well and secure that. Um, and the confidence today would have given them for the final, knowing that this for a lot of them would have been their first trophy. No, exactly. Like, this team needs a trophy because, again, you kind of mentioned the Spurs parallelly, and I don't want people to think this is like too over, like too reaction, too negative. But that Spurs team that everyone lauded about, who they they were so good, they won nothing. Mm-hmm. That team won nothing, and then they fell apart. And look at them now. We've got players in this team who need to win their first trophy soon. We saw how much a simple Carling Cup under Jose in 2005 did for that team and what it built. This team needs a trophy. Today was huge. It kick-starts you for yeah. the, the, the game in the Champions League, the final two games in the Premier League to secure top four and going on to next season. It lifts the players. It gives them that confidence. We've won something. We can go and win more. We're successful. Um yeah, and it, yeah, it was just it was so painful to watch that today. Um, yeah, you, you just we just got to regroup. We've got them on Tuesday at home. I know you're going next, so hopefully will be a better result. Um, and we need we need to go and beat them and beat them 
considerably on Tuesday. We need to go and beat them two or three nil and put goals past them to get that confidence brewing again. Otherwise, if we if we lose that on Tuesday or even draw, draws are pretty much pretty di- uh, disastrous as well. These players' heads are gonna they're gonna drop. They're gonna they're just yeah they're gonna drop and be pretty pretty much in the sand going into these in into this Champions League final. Where are we gonna have any confidence for that? Um, when you've had a had those games at the end of the season that could t- could turn our season from what could potentially have been a very decent season to it could be an absolute calamity. Yeah, no, exactly. And all that hard work they've done, you know, if we don't get results on Tuesday, they can feel like it's all gone for nothing. Mm. Because all the hard work they've done in getting into the top four, having control of their destiny, if we don't get the result on, tu- on Tuesday, then it's out of our hands. Mm-hmm. And we're relying on favours. And all of a sudden, all that hard work and belief they've built up, that can go so quickly. And that, look, that's why I'm actually really worried about, say, because I'm not thinking, oh, they'll bounce back. Because I thought they'd bounce back today after losing to Arsenal. But they didn't. So part of me is now worried, like, are, is, are we just going to collapse now towards the end of the season? How do we get ourselves? How do we pick ourselves back? Because it's also a short turnaround. Like we've got, you know, Sunday, Monday, and then the game's Tuesday. It's a ridiculously short, ridiculously short turnaround to that game. And Leicester will be, like, buoyed. They'll, they'll be absolutely buzzing. And my only hope is, you know, they celebrate too hard and they're just absolutely, absolutely wanked. And they can't get, get up for it. But honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried for Tuesday now. I know there's 10,000 home fans. And, less, and, you know, unlike today, Leicester won't have any fans. It won't still be equal. But I'm worried how we get up for that. Because as a fan, I'm flat. And I don't know if I'm like, obviously I'll be buzzing to be back at the bridge for the first time in 14 months on Tuesday. But how do I like, if we win, it's still going to sort of feel like a hollow victory because we've lost a bit. We've lost a more important one. Yeah. I mean, it is a really important game. So I'm sure if we win, all the fans will be buzzing. Uh, But like you said, you thought today would be the game for us to, to bounce back and, and put Wednesday right. Because you think back to, uh, the West Brom humbling at home, that 5-2 game. And a couple of days later, we were playing in Sevilla against Porto, first leg of the Champions League. And how much did those players then turn it around and immediately and and get the momentum swinging back in, back in, back in our favour again? So, yeah, like I said right at the start, we'll see, we will see on Tuesday who who these big characters are in this team and who who's gonna turn up basically and and get get that momentum back in our favour because it's the first time we've lost two games uh under Tuchel. So yeah, it's gonna be I wouldn't like to be in that dressing room this evening, but it was but it was terrible. Yeah, no exactly but this is the thing that I actually like, I, I look, I didn't listen to what Tuchel said, so apologies if I'm using these sort of quotes out of out of context. But some of the stuff he like said, like in his press conference afterwards, was sort of so baffling to me. It really was. The stuff I read, he was Tuchel said he got the desire and focus from the Chelsea players today. What what mm-hmm. desire was there out on that football pitch today? What focus was there? Chelsea, he says Chelsea is super unlucky, and it can have, how are we unlucky? How are we unlucky today? Like, I didn't... He said he isn't angry on anybody. 
like mate what what did, what game was he watching I, I this isn't me trying to be but like genuinely how can you look at that game and just go oh yeah we we were unlucky today on an, on another day we win that oh you know i'm not i'm not angry with them what did he see? but we were flat we wouldn't mm. like there was nothing that game was coast like leicester weren't leicester did more than us leicester weren't like amazing either but i've you know i've watched enough football and leicester were on top at the beginning of that second half and yeah. they scored when they were on top. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, you knew it was going to be difficult. If we could have maybe like gotten through that, then who knows? But Leicester were in control of that game in the second half. We were struggling and there was no changes till we went 1-0 down. Mm-hmm. Hakim Ziyech, you and I called for, we sit in our team, we said, start him, he, tr- he performs in the big games. We, we, had, we put a lot of faith in him. But where was he today? How did he last as long as he, you know, I moaned the other week how Jorginho lasted 71 minutes against West Brom. Well, how did Ziyech last as long as he did today? Yeah, and you saw he, he was looking pretty pissed off when he came off, and you think, why? Almost like, why are you pissed off? It was a deserved substitution. Um, yeah, I think maybe you've got to look at Tuchel and say, like you said, only made changes five minutes after we'd gone one nil down, um, and hasn't made them early enough on quite a few occasions this season, I think. Um, but also, yeah, again, why the fuck have we got two left wing-backs on the bench? Oh, don't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and when we're 1-0 down and we bring on Olivier Giroud, and what did he do? And look, I'm not saying if we had Tammy on the bench, we win that game. I'm not saying that. But he could have done something, man. And I'm sorry, I, I really do love the job Thomas Tuchel's done. But I completely disagree with how he's, treat, how he's handled and treated Tammy Abraham. Because he can offer something. And yeah, Timo I'm... Werner was offering, did a, you know, offered nothing today. He tried, but, you know, he offered nothing. And how many chances does that guy get? And look, he's been good in recent weeks. We've praised him. We've said he's contributed. But that guy gets chance after chance after chance. And Tammy Abraham can't even make our bench. We prioritised like Olivier Giroud over Tammy Abraham. Olivier Giroud, who we know is definitely gone. Tammy, who we could still potentially keep. But the lack of faith he like, placed in Tammy as well, it annoys me. It annoys me when I see the, the fact we've got fucking Emerson on the bench. Fuck it. Like, I'm sorry. Emerson is a dog shit footballer. Sorry. That's probably the harshest I've got been on a player. But like, he scored a goal against that player coverage. Well done, mate. Well done. But what's he there for? He's like our versatile. He's like there for the left centre back. That is the most oddly specific position on the bench. The left of the back three. Like what? I don't get it. I'm sorry. And look, I realise people are going to be listening. People might think this is incredibly reactionary. But we've lost one nil today. In our last two games, we've struggled to score goals. And where has been Tammy Abraham, who is still our top scorer in the pre? He's still our top scorer in the Premier League. He's still our top scorer and he can't get a chance. What what really annoyed me the most about that whole situation is you have Thomas Tuchel yesterday in his press conference and they ask him about Kepa and he says, Kepa has been our cup goalkeeper throughout the whole competition. He's contributed massively to us getting to the final and I believe Tammy Abraham scored the most goals for us on the way to that final. And he doesn't even make the bench. Yeah, exactly. Not, how many people are on the bench? Is it seven or eight again? Yeah, we have five subs. Um, yeah, seven on bench, I think. Yeah, and he... Exactly, and this is the thing. I know people can go, oh, cup keep is kind of a different thing. And look, I do kind of get the argument. But also, 
Tammy did also start Tuchel, Tuchel's, you know, cup game against Barnsley and did score the goal that sent us through. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too annoyed that Kepa started because no. he'd been solid for us under Tuchel. Mm-hmm. But it does annoy me that the argument, you know, and I get people who wanted Mendy in, and I completely understand that argument. You play your first choice, it's a cup final, you do what you did to win. Conte was ruthless in 2018. He played Caballero all the way up to the final, and then he put Courtois in, and we won. And fair play. And I know Tuchel, maybe there's pressure from upstairs, you know, trying to recoup value, or he wants to, you know, keep the good harmony. And I get that. Look, if Mendy's in goal, I think he saves it. I think he does. He's taller. It's natural. I'm not blaming Kepa, because it's not Kepa's fault he's not as tall as Mendy. And it's not... Kepa's fault he plays. Tuchel puts him in goal. But if you're going to play your cup keeper, why isn't your, why isn't your cup striker in the squad? Like none of us, we're not calling for him to stop. He can't even make the bench. And he's been our top scorer. And whether you like it or not, he, you know, some of the chances, T- Thomas Tuchel said that we sort of, we snatched a chance, I think he said. He said we sort of snatched and we were sort of ration, you know, in our decision making. All these players keep getting to this, getting chances and Tammy doesn't. And yeah, maybe he doesn't fancy him and maybe, you know, send him for summer. But at least give him an opportunity till the end of the season. Yeah, I don't know what the boy's got to do. I don't know what he's got to do. I don't, I don't know. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But what, what chances he had under him? 45 minutes against Southampton, where we were crap as a whole team. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it just yeah, it just baffles me that one. I think if we'd had Tammy and he could have come on for the last five ten minutes, you know what Tammy's like in and in and around the penalty box, in and around the six yard box, he's he's pretty deadly. And that's what when he was playing and scoring, he would get a lot of stick for. People would go, "Oh, he only scores tappings." But for me, to be honest, that is the sign of a good striker when you get in those areas. You make those chances for you and just tap the ball in the back of the net. So, again, it's easy to say now after we've lost earlier today. Um, yeah, and let, let, let us stress, not having Tammy Abraham on bench isn't why we lost. All right, we no, lost because we weren't good enough. But we would, you and I would both love, would like the option and think he should be on the bench yeah. at least. Uh, yeah, and can I just say as well also with uh, bringing Giroud on, I know you said he didn't do anything and I completely agree, but... How much football has he played recently? Yeah, exactly. And again, when you persevere with one striker, when you persevere with one player and you've got players rusty, what are they meant to do? Exactly. What are they meant to do? We saw yeah. that a similar issue last year. When we had, I think there's one game last year, Tammy missed. It was West Ham. Giroud just started a game from the cold mm-hmm. and he was woeful and we lost. Then Tammy played again, but then Tammy got injured. We kind of had to rely on Giroud to come in and sort of bail us out. And thankfully he did. But when, you, when you're just persevering with one... When you're persevering with Werner or, or just Kai... Or Kai up top, and you're not giving a look into your other two strikers. What do you expect from them? Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, like I, again, I don't want to be too harsh on Tuchel because he's done a really good job so far. But you and I, and we've said we don't get the Tammy treatment. We don't get it. It makes zero sense to me. And I'm sorry, I still don't get why Emerson makes the bench. I'm sorry, and I realise lis- listeners will now know, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> of Emerson, right? I genuinely think he's an abysmal football player. I mean, obviously he's not abysmal because he's playing for Chelsea, like he's a professional footballer, so he must be doing something right. But the guy isn't Chelsea quality, right? right. He makes a bench because he's what versatile. He can play as a left-sided centre back. He doesn't play as a wing back when he plays. He plays as a left-sided centre back. That is such an odd. Again, I will reiterate that is such an oddly specific be- role for the bench. And you can't have Tammy make a difference. But and again, like. You got Leicester. Have got Leicester. Bring on Wes Morgan late on. 
you know, you put, bring Giroud is perfect for someone like Wes Morgan. Mm. Like, bring Tammy, man. Oh, sorry. Rant over. But yeah, I, I don't like Emerson. Tammy needs to make the bench in future, please. Thomas Tuchel. Uh, get Emerson out of the club. Um, genuinely, like, again, this isn't anything against Emerson. I just don't think he's a very good footballer. And he's just taking up a space on the bench that could be better used somewhere else. I did actually ask you guys, some people for, you know, rational thoughts. It's quite hard to come by because a lot of people are pissed off. Uh, good friend of ours, Dean Mears, no rational takes. Football is shit, life is shit. It's all fucking shit. Yeah, c- kind of inclined to agree. You know, he's also kind of asked, you know, I saw it on his Twitter, are we in the two, are we in, are we in the 2008 timeline? You know, oh no, sorry, he said, on the plus side, at least everyone stopped talking about 2012 um, because that parallel died today with us losing the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, are we in the 2008 timeline where we lose two finals? I really, I really hope not. Uh, Daniel did have, you know, asked us something, an interesting question. Uh, what do we do as a collective unit? What do we as a collective unit have to do to change what is clearly becoming a mentality problem in finals? Jack, I've got no clue. I've got no clue. I'd, I'd say you've got to get rid of quite a few of these players because they're the yeah. one constant. And, it's, and again, it's easier said than done. And again, if we end up failing to qualify for the Champions League, God forbid, next season we'll be in the Europa League and a lot of these players will be useful for that competition. But you know, look at the pattern of the last since we last won since we won the league in 2017. Top four battle under Antonio Conte, which we failed to achieve. Top four battle under Maurizio Sarri, which we achieved. Top four battle under Frank Lampard, which we achieved. Top four battle under top to under Thomas Tuchel. Like there's clearly like sort of a level for these players at the moment. Yeah, like top you... four is basically our level at the moment, which it's is embarrassing, it's really. Shows what's happened to us as a club in recent times. We used to be top two every single season and you'd be pissed off with coming second. You think yeah. back to Ancelotti, he came second in his second season and he got sacked. And now we're saying to managers, oh, go and get us in the top four so we get Champions League football, so we get some revenue from that and we can bring in better players, etc. But we bring in better players and we still face the same predicament. We still bring in players and we face the same issues. Like, ah. Oh. But I, get, I, I genuinely don't know how you change it because Mourinho's moaned about the mentality of these players. Conte's moaned about the mentality of players. Sari said these players are incredibly difficult to motivate. That's, I mean, that's coming from Sari. You know, whether you know whether or not you rate him as a coach, you know, like he said that. Frank has said, you know, they had similar issues. Right? And, pe- you know, people kind of, I know people laughed about what Frank said about we're not ready to compete. And look, I think he was right in terms of the league. Maybe he wasn't in the Champions League or, you know, but again, no one really, you know, none of us saw us, even when Tuchel came in game, as far as we did. That's a testament to Thomas Tuchel. Mm-hmm. But history, but you only have to look at the last four seasons where this one playing out. But top four is where we're at at the moment. Top four is where we're, we're settling. And yeah, we win, we win, we've won, a, we've won an FA Cup in 2018. We won a Europa League in 2019 against an Arsenal side that thankfully is it was even more shambolic than us. Like, but do you see, there's, there's not a winning mentality. There's not a winning mentality in this team at the moment. All our leaders, have, we've lost the likes of John Terry, Gary Cahill leaving in 2018. We've actually since, well, sorry, Gary Cahill leaving in 2019. Obviously, you kind of forget 20, 2019. You barely played a part, but yeah. we've not. You know, he's perhaps the last of the real leaders we've had. Maybe maybe it depends how you kind of view his his leadership style. But he's perhaps one of the last of the old guard or the old core of players that won us trophies to have gone. And you look at us now, and I look, and I'm looking, where is this winning mentality? Where's this leaders? Mason Mount, you know, 
say, you know, his dad saying, oh, t t telling Mason, send, send the photo of the loser's medal from last year, saying you don't want to return home with another one of these. Well, guess what? We're returning home with another one of those medals for Box. So who knows? Third, third time lucky next year, maybe. But uh, genuinely, it, for me, it is the players. Because four managers of, four managers of you know, this is our four, fourth manager, fourth or fifth manager now. And the problem persists. So it can't be a manager thing. It can't be. The one constant is the players. Mm. Look, and you know, and I you're said... Not, you're not going to be able to chuck, chuck them all out in one no, window, are Exactly. You? But, but again, I, I remember saying this on the pod weeks ago when things were going really well under Tuchel. Because I, I am a bit of a cynic. I said, yeah, things are going really well at the moment, but these players will let you down. I remember I explicitly said that phrase, but these players will let you down. And in this, in this week, they have let us down. They have. But we'll see. We'll see how costly Arsenal's defeat, the defeat of the Arsenal defeat, is. We'll see how costly that is. But today is costly. It has cost us a trophy. Yeah. And for me, the only way, you know, top four in a way is almost irrelevant to me now. I realise obviously we still want to be in it because we don't be playing Europa League next year. But it's Champions League final or bust for me now. Our season rests on May the 29th for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it'd be nice of the boys to relieve me of of the stress of having to go into another Champions League final outside a top four position and needing to win it to be in the Champions League next season. I don't want to have to go through that again, to be honest. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, yes, today has been terrible, such a bad day uh, for football, for Chelsea. But there's still three games to turn this around get those boys to pull their socks up, go again, and just show us what what they're about. Show some desire, show some passion, fight for the badge at the end of the day, fight for this club, show you want to be here going forward for future seasons. And if we can win the Champions League, <laughs> imagine that podcast, we'll be on top of the world. So... Yeah, it was... before Emerson wins us for Champions League, and I retract everything <laughs> bad I've ever said about the bloke. Yeah, no, it's true though. But it's true. But, it, but the fact that it comes down to that now, because because at the start of the season we said what we want this season, another season consolidation of top four and an FA Cup. That's what we set out to achieve. Go one step further than last year, right? Yeah. Like we've not won the FA Cup now. Mm -hmm. Top four. If we get top four. And we get a Champions League final. Yeah, okay, there is some progression on last year because we have gone further in Europe. But, like, it's a disappointing season, given the position we were in. Two trophies and in control of top four. If we just get top four, it's still disappointing. And God forbid if we miss out. Jeez. Yeah, that, that'll be an absolute disaster. And me, Thomas Tuchel's done an unreal job. Uh, and I would keep him still, even if that... Worst happen. case scenario happens, um, yeah. It might be one of those that obviously you still have the blimmin' fixtures on a Thursday night, but you might be able to give the younger boys more of a run out and then rest people for the Premier League might be able to mount a bigger challenge there. But at the end of the day, he was brought in to get top four. So if he doesn't, in my opinion, if he goes... He deserves to go, to be honest. That's what he's been brought in to do. Look, I don't think he should go. I would keep him, but if he did, I don't. Yeah, you could. You couldn't really complain. 
You can't exactly. You can't complain based on how ruthless Roman Abramovich has been in previous seasons. Yeah, and especially given also the top four is in our hands, and it would be a bottle job. But I'm sorry, I'm just going to state this here. I know people go, "Oh, we were five points behind fourth when he came in." Within five games of Thomas Tuchel taking over, we were in the top four. All right, we weren't in comfortably, mm-hmm. you know. But at points we've we've had a seven point lead over Liverpool this season. Like, there's no excuses not to get top four now. Like, it's been in our hands for weeks. It's been in our control. So yeah, there's no there's no excuses. And look, I really love this. This sounds like this is you know like the world is ending. It's obviously not. There are you know worse things going on than this. But you know, it just I guess it kind of just shows how we think as football fans sometimes that um, yeah. you know how how our mindset can just it's a, it's a quickly, fickle, but a fickle world being a football fan. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Yeah, but it's frustrating. But look, like I just said, if we win the Champions League this season, that would be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it would be a. It'd it, be the best season since since we last won it. It's the biggest trophy. It's the one you want to win. Your Champions of Europe, and with fans going back into the ground, we'll be able to shout that again. So. That's what we've got to work towards, and that's what we've got to try and do. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Look, and this is why it, it's it can sound drastic now. You know, we're sort of worst case scenario. If we win the Champions League, this season has been a success and it's been amazing. It just shows the fine, fine margins and like the crucial importance that goes on on May the 29th now because it is season defining. But ideally, you know, we win these next two league games and we've got top four secured, so at least we're playing in the Champions League next season. But that's for bare minimum. Like these next, we've got top four as a bare minimum, and it's not it's not a success. It's the bare minimum because the circumstances are different to last year. Okay, last year we had a transfer ban. This year we didn't. We bought in players, and it's been in our control for weeks. So this year, top four is the bare minimum. If we win the Champions League, then it's a success. Of course, it's and then if we win that, then this winning mentality thing that we all kind of moan about and laugh about, we'll probably dismiss it because you know we're the Champions League winners. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say. I think, especially for these younger boys, that's that's all they need. They just need this one trophy to kickstart it for them, and then we could be could be a big force. Um, especially if you win the Champions League, because that's the biggest thing, uh, the biggest one of them all. The trophy with the big ears. So that's all it takes. I think we've got to see. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that was thoroughly depressing. Um, that was probably probably the most depressing podcast we had to record so far covering this team. Um, yeah, top four. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be? Uh, we'll say we've got a we've got a back. You know, get ourselves back up for next uh, for Tuesday against Leicester. I'll be there. Thankfully, I'll be a bridge first time for him, so I am looking forward to that. Uh, even if you know, I do feel a bit indifferent towards these players at the moment. But um, I'll be there. Hopefully, you know, as I said, hopefully next time you're listening to us after this, we will have top four secured before the Champions League final on May the 29th. Because if we don't, God forbid, God forbid, the stress I will be under. Um, but yeah, that wraps up. As I said, we weren't taking listener questions this week. It was more kind of just a chance for Jack and I to sort of vent. And I know it's perhaps different to usual, but we we're just basically getting out just honest feelings out there's probably a bit of therapy for us um yeah some very honest some harsh takes like if we're reactionary like honestly let us look it don't be surprised we're recording still as few as after the game but we're still pretty annoyed and this one isn't going to be easy to get over lose when you lose a cup final it's not easy to get over 
manufacturing it's our second in two years as well like it, it's tough it's frustrating it really is because you know this season still can be great just perhaps not as great as it could be but anyway that's all we're going to be discussing this week uh you can follow us on instagram about chelsea pod on twitter and that chelsea pod when this podcast is out if you're listening on twitter like retweet it share it with people you might not want to and i don't blame you i don't blame you if you if you don't <laughs> listen all the way through because it's been grim it's been very disappointing one to record but fingers crossed you know the same next week will be happier and fingers crossed we can go on and and achieve something special this season because you know the recovery has been pretty good we'll just have to see um what happens really but yeah it's it's raw it's gonna hurt for a bit of time to be honest it will it will because losing a cup final is never nice oh well uh see you next week it's been a bit hectic uh emerson's dog shit tammy tammy number nine tammy tammy to lead us in the line for the champions league final tammy on the bench please justice for tammy get all your hashtags out uh Tammy Abraham is God. Tammy Abraham is best striker for Chelsea to play since uh, Diego Costa. Justice for Tammy, justice for Tammy, justice for Tammy. Thank you and uh, good night. Keep Blue Flag flying high, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.